Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me as always is Emmanuel Penkless. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, uh, I'm well. How are you? I'm, I'm good. That's good. Uh, it has been a rugby league. The it, drama never stops. Yeah, the the storylines never stop. And it's, it's been a tough week. It's been a, it's been a very emotional week for a lot of people in rugby league. Um, last week after we recorded... Uh, news started to break out uh, Paul Green's passing, former Cowboys coach, uh, premiership winning, grand final making coach, former player uh, at multiple NRL clubs, um, Paul Green's passing, um, which I think has, has really rocked the game and the circumstances of his departure. Um, absolutely tragic. Um, and I think while we never fully understand or really know what was going on and, and why it happened. I think uh, a couple of things that really just struck me is sort of, we often hear about players post-retirement struggling with um, no routine, the, the, the routine that, you know, the training offers and, and the games offer on the weekend. And that's why players in the off-season have difficulties often um, but we don't realise that this happens with coaches too. And um, another thing that struck me is that a lot of pressure is put on coaches. And I think um, they're just a couple of things to keep in mind that we're, we're still dealing with human beings. Yeah, of course. And that's, I think that's the hardest part is that, you know, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And, you know, you lose a job after having a, you're coaching a team for seven years, you lose a job struggle to find work you, you don't know you don't know whether these are the circumstances that led to Paul's decision um, but you know there's there's so much pressure and things that we don't see behind the game I think the the outpouring of support for him uh, is lovely yeah and there was you know a touching tribute especially during the Roosters Cowboys game where I think two clubs that he had probably the most impact on uh, being that he was you know Premiership. Uh, he he was on that 2002 team uh, in the 2002 grand final, but he was injured. I believe didn't play. So last week we asked the question. Yeah. So he was coaches. He, was, he would have been halfback for the season. Yeah. Um, had he not suffered an injury. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and 2013 assistant coach coached the Cowboys for seven years from 2014 to 2020. Yeah. And, and, and I remember talking about at the time, Mike, even the circumstances with which he wrapped up uh, his coaching career at the Cowboys were quite dignified. He sort of, um, the board sort of gave him notice and he said, I just want to coach one last game and yep. then tell the players yep. and, and didn't want it to be a distraction. But um, it's definitely rocked people, especially those close to him. Jonathan Thurston had a, a really heartfelt plea about it. Um so it's just just something that I think, um, you know, we should all be mindful of. Yep. Check um, in on your friends. Check, check in on your, your friends. 
uh, people always say conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to another topic, mm-hmm. uh, which is not another great topic, yeah. which is uh, the Newcastle Knights. Yeah. And on Monday morning, video came out of Caelan Ponga and Kurt Mann uh, being escorted out of a cubicle at a Newcastle pub. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday night, mm-hmm. um, after their team lost to the Broncos, yep. uh, Caleb Ponga is obviously out for the rest of the season with a head injury, uh, concussion injury. Kurt Mann has a soft tissue injury, so he hasn't been playing. Uh, both should be on alcohol bands, yep. um, and both were caught drinking at the least. Yeah, don't know what else. Um, but in terms of what this means for Newcastle, Caelan Ponga is, and we've spoken about this when he got that big contract, he's their captain. He's their franchise. He's the one that puts bums in seats week in, week out. He's the one that kids come to watch play. And this is a really, really, really bad look for the Knights and for Caelan. Yeah. And as a franchise player, he needs to be better. Yeah. And, and to add to those words... Um, the Knights also stood down Bradman Best and Inari Tuala for disciplinary reasons today. Yep. Um, David Clemmer got stood down or got fined yeah. last week for disciplinary issues. Yeah. So I feel I feel like this has been a, I mean, without going into details and specifics and opinions, I just think this has been a really bad year for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, they have gone backwards this year in, in a whole lot of aspects. They 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 lost arguably their two best players in Mitchell Pearce and Connor Watson uh, in the off-season. Um, they tried to pursue a halfback that they never had a chance of getting. Regardless of what they were told, it didn't seem like it was going to happen to anyone in Luke Brooks. Um, the, the, the Ponga, they've signed him for a long-term deal. Um, the fanfare around that, the press conference, um, Ponga's father sort of managing the media and even his comments after um, this latest detail about Kalen came out. It's just... Um, it's a, for me, it's a, it's a club that, that just needs some stability uh, and just needs some direction and needs someone to, re- to really take control of it. And, they and need, they desperately need leadership Yeah, is what they need. And, and, and that's, I, I don't know if Adam O'Brien's doing a good enough job in yeah. that department, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I, ju- I just think that, that they need... That there's just been a... And it's almost like what, what's happened at the Tigers. It's just been so long since they've had success that they're relying on one era now that is over 20 years ago. And, and you know, football has changed so much in that time. And, and I, it's such a shame because it's such a big area and it should be such a big club. Like, it is a rugby is, league they, heartland. Regardless, regardless of where they are on the table, they, they pull they, the crowds every they, week. It should be every night. They like, are it idolized. It should be Friday night football. They are idolized up there. I know, I know. And it's, it's a, you know, it's it's such a shame that, that this is happening. And, and, it, and there's clearly sort of no respect within the playing group for each other. And no respect for the coach, and no respect for the fans, and, and no respect for the club and the brand, and, and it's a, and it's a really frustrating thing to watch because it just seems like it's the same teams that we're talking about that have these problems, and I think really that Newcastle just forever burdened by the fact that they produced the greatest halfback ever twenty years ago, and they don't seem to have recovered from it. No, and it and it is just this. 
this really and you can you can blame Wayne Bennett, Nathan Tinkler all you want, but this is a long time ago now. We've had Nathan Brown, we've had Adam O'Brien, we've had Rick Stone, and it, it it just you know they were rebuilding five years ago. They got three consecutive wooden spoons. It looked like they turned the corner, and now they've gone backwards. Yeah, uh, there there is a massive cultural problem up there, and you know there is a big drinking culture up there. The players get caught a lot on like we've seen it before, and you know they just they need someone in to get in there, clean out all the rubbish. Get these guys, all of them on. All of them should be next next year. Like everyone on alcohol bands, see what it does for the year. I know it's tough, but we've seen what it can do for players like Cameron Munster, for example. Look how well he's playing this year. When you really commit to the game, that you're paid big money to play, it and you put in the effort. It shouldn't need to be like that, Michael. It should, it, it, they might. They might. They, 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 might, they might need to though, just to, to kick these players out the ass. Like, then, but the it, second that's, that's it breaks, the second it happens, they want to talk about how they're doing it. And then the second it breaks, the media gets all over it and becomes the problem. And I don't even think it's it's necessary to do that. You just got to have your wits about you a bit and just and just be logical about it. And it's just it's just constantly disappointing and. I, I feel I like, like the attitude of the players is, is so what, which for me as a fan would be incredibly frustrating for a team that's not necessarily having a down year. They've had sustained down years, and yes, last year just happened to be an up year. Yeah. The, the, an up year is in they made the finals. They made the finals, and but that's they, they, finished, they finished with a less than 500 record. Though. I know. So like it was like, last year was a bad year for the competition Yeah. in terms of... And talent. that's why they made it. And that's why they made it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. All right, let's leave the Knights. Um, we're getting to the back end of the season. Yeah. And uh, every week we can start crossing teams off. Two teams we crossed off this week. Yeah. One of them was the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was Manly. Yeah. Uh, in a shocking defeat to the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Titans have uh, either temporarily <coughs> or permanently uh, lifted themselves off uh, the wooden spoon position. Um, Manly, Mike, I think, have, are quite fractured. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is such, you know, that game against Parramatta, it was, it was a very Manly-like performance. Uh, they were really in the contest, and then they just faded fast. And, and their most impressive display of the last month, or longer even, has really been that Roosters game. Yeah, which they did which end up losing, but, like, they had... seven players. There were seven, seven players, players, but... The the seventeen players that out there wanted to play for each other. Yeah. The seven that were on the sideline and the other and then now, you know, the wider squad, there seems like there is a divide. There seems like there is problems within the playing group. And uh I just I think that, you know, it's kind of caused them to become undone because of the whole Pride Jersey fiasco. Um I don't know if you can completely put it down to that. You know, players like Josh Schuster, who was the... Everyone said he was the heir apparent to Kieran Foran. Yeah. Has been... Came into the season out of shape. Uh, couldn't get back into... He was he was excellent last year. Yeah. Couldn't get that edge starting role... Uh, edge role again, starting role. Came off the bench. Now playing in reserves. It just like... There's just... There's been issues throughout the year. Obviously, you lose Tom which is no, you know, it's difficult, but they were playing well for a few weeks without him. 
They were. They were Tom, really Tom well. has re-emerged as the excuse now. Yeah. But it wasn't the excuse a couple of months ago. Exactly. And I think it's easy to fall back on Tom being out. There was little expectation, but we saw how well they can play. And that's not what's happened the last month. Yeah. They, they will be incredibly disappointed this year. It was, it was a very underwhelming year for them. They, this was a, a team that was absolutely flying last year. Yeah. Flying. They came fourth. Yep. Uh, they played Souths in a prelim. I can't remember who they played in um, the second... The Roosters. Roosters, the Roosters in the second week of the finals. The uh, but this was a team that was scoring points, tries, and just scintillating. Yeah. Uh, and they've just been completely exposed this year. They're, they're lacking effort. They look very unfit. Um, and it's a bit of a patchwork side. And, and everyone's expected Des to sort of pull it together. But... You know, this is his third season back at Manly now and um, one finals appearance from those three seasons, yeah. which is probably... And there's a there's a clause in his contract where I think he could have... I think he needed to make the finals this year to stay another two years. Yeah. Uh, he's, he will be the coach next year. Yeah. But after that, it's unsure. Yeah. He is also approaching um, Bob Fulton's record of yeah. the longest serving... Not longest, but well, most games most, coached for Manly. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he does manage to break. The, that the issue is that you know Manly have never succeeded when they haven't had a Manly yeah. player or Manly person coach that team. Yeah. So where do you go from? Well, you might as well go back to the future again and bring back um, Hazler's successor from last time, Jeff Tuvey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Manly out, St George, Mike. I think their season will be remembered for. Uh, an uh, incredible half of football against the Rabbitohs um, will probably be the highlight of their season. The Anzac yeah. Day victory, yeah. other highlight of their season. Yeah, um, unfortunately. The laughing points will probably be, well, just the, the constant speculation around the treatment of their bench, um, the treatment of their juniors, um, the favouritism amongst Broncos players, former Broncos players. The veteran the, play, the favouritism for veteran yeah. players. Yep, the age of the squad, the there's a lot there. The, the treatment of the assistant coaches. I mean, the, Bulldog, the Dragons are a club that, that just have a really good um, reputation. They manage to sign players. That they're, they're a prestigious club. They they can attract players, but they're attracting ordinary players at the moment. So, and, and this comes back to on yesterday, the NRL rich list came out, top 100, and I think four players listed. In the NRL, yeah. paid wise, yeah. it was basically anyone making over five hundred thousand dollars or more, right? Yeah. And you would think that the team with the most players on this list would be someone like Roosters, Souths, Melbourne, Panthers. Mm-hmm. It was the Dragons with ten players over five hundred thousand, getting paid over five hundred thousand dollars, and one of them was Ben Hunt, who is the third highest paid player in the NRL. Yeah. So the mismanagement of their cap has been a big issue. They're overpaying players who aren't performing. Players like Francis Molo, uh, who is playing reserves this week. Uh, Zach Lomax, who has underperformed since getting a big contract. Um, it, it's a, it's, it's a very underwhelming season for them. Jack Bird, Moses Suli. All these guys are getting paid overs to be at this club and have not performed. And... You know, other than other than Ben Hunt, I don't think anyone 
Talatau Moan was really good on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but other than Ben Hunt, I don't think you could say anyone had a stellar season for the Dragons. No. Uh, you know, the only difference... St. George had three really underwhelming years. They came 12th in 2020, 12th, um, 11th in 2021 with eight wins from eight and 18 losses. And this year they've won... Um, no, sorry, that's not right. Eight wins for, and 18 points. And this year they've won nine games. It's... It's... Um, it's a bit underwhelming, and they've sort of done what Souths did um, a couple of years before they sacked Madge. They replaced the assistant coaches instead. Uh, so Matthew Head and Peter Gentle are out. Uh, and speculation now about Trent Barrett coming in as a replacement, and um, as an assistant, sorry, and Trent Barrett possibly being touted as a future coach. Now, I don't care if, if he's coached, um, if he's played for St. George. I. I don't know that he'd want the stress of coaching again. Yeah, also, we've seen St. George hire coaches from, you know, ex-players, like, you know, just because they're ex-players, and it hasn't worked out for them. So, um, I said at the start of this year, St. George, I know St. George fans were happy about some of the signings. This team doesn't have what it takes to be a top-eight team, and it's proven again, and Anthony Griffin's, you know... He'll go into the season next year. Maybe, and we haven't even seen the end of this season yet. A lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Um, the other um, big story is Cameron Serraldo. Yeah. Uh, sort of, there's so much happened this week, but um, Cameron Serraldo was confirmed um, to head, be head coach of the Bulldogs from the 2023 to 2027 seasons. Gus got his man. Um, it, it's a huge coup for a club that, that's going to be recruiting um, Kikau from Penrith and um, Marnie from Parramatta to join um, a growing list of names. Um, Serrato's touted as the next big thing. I, I think it's a great appointment for him. There's already talk about who will be his assistant coaches. Uh, one name that's being uh, mentioned is Michael Maguire, who is excellent. currently also excellent being choice. shocked to the Eels. Excellent. Um, and Madge would make an excellent assistant coach, uh, I think, because he brings premiership winning experience. His teams are always fit, um, and he brings a hard edge that I think then um, will allow Seraldo to it, be a bit more charming with and, the players. And it, and it makes up for the experience that Seraldo may lack. Exactly. Like he's, look, Seraldo exactly. has done his apprenticeship. Yeah. And everyone's comparing him to Craig Fitzgibbon, yep. who you know has been six, very successful this year. Yeah. Um, Seraldo has done his time coaching under twenties and being the assistant coach. He was a caretaker a couple of times uh, during the Panthers tenure. Uh, so look, he he has the experience. He's well respected among the playing groups, and is a big part of Penrith's success over the last few years, and a big part of uh, the development of those younger players. So you know. Will we see a couple of those Pampas players go over? Apparently, the, the big name is Stephen Crichton. We'll head over to the Dogs at some point. Um, but I think it's an excellent appointment for the Dogs. Uh, Gus got his man playing Ducks and Drapes the whole time, playing coy, uh, steering him away from the Tigers' job, uh, but you know, getting the person that he wanted in the end. Yeah, uh, and I'm actually going to be... Really interested to see who they manage to bring from the Tigers if they get Madge there too. Mm. Uh, because I know some players, Madge might not be always liked, but I know that some players do enjoy coaching under him. He has a good relationship, especially with um, New Zealand test players, given he's the coach of the national side. So 
Um, the coaching merry-go-round continues. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into some... Uh, that was good news. Let's get into some more good news. Mm. NRLW starts this weekend. It does. Uh, fifth season, I believe. Yeah, second season. for 2022. Second for 2022. Obviously, last year didn't get played. Yeah. Uh, Roosters coming in as defending champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three games this week. I think the comp will go for five weeks. Yep. And then we'll have two rounds of finals. Yep. Um, six teams next year to compare to ten. Uh, my my tip is that the Knights will win. And we're tipping this because they've recruited really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, they've got Millie Boyle. Yeah. Uh, Tamika Upton. Yeah. Uh, Southwell and Jess Southwell. Yeah. Awesome. Millie Boyle came from the Broncos, right? She did come from the Broncos. Yep. Player of the year last year. Player of the year, and uh, she. Um, Part of a power duo. Power duo, Adam yeah. Elliott heading yeah. to the tight Knights next yeah. year as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the Knights, I think, are the, the team to watch this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Broncos, first time they didn't win last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking to bounce back. Dragons, as well, have been quite a strong outfit. Um, Roosters missing about seven players from their team from last year, yeah. including um, Corbin McGregor, or Corbin Baxter, who yeah. is pregnant, so yeah. he's out for the season. Yeah. 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 Uh, and exciting news also that the uh, Roosters Dragons NRLW game will be the uh, will be the opening game yeah, at Allianz Stadium. Huge, an all, opening up the stadium NRLW. Yeah, yep. um, that's going to be a very big night of football. Uh, we will be there. Apparently so. Although I don't know if they're going to let South supporters in based on the articles <laughs> I'm reading in the paper. But let's talk about that another week. Yep. Um, it's been busy week. Very busy week. Yep. Very, very busy week. Uh, some bad, some good. Let's hope that we can... Let's actually talk about some on-field product. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, let's just take a look at our tippy comp. Do we have um, to? Well, yeah, actually, we really don't. I had the most disastrous week. Yeah, it was bad. It was... It was bad. It was really bad. Was bad. So, um, well done to anyone that's done well. Uh, Nick Sat is... Two points clear. John H, Peter G, Gap, all in equal second. Clive has climbed. Joanna and John O M um, equal one twenty, uh, equal fifth on one hundred and twenty points. Uh, John and Joanna uh, didn't tip the Thursday night game and got the away tip, and I'm not happy about it. Really? Yeah. Mm. Message John messaged me saying I forgot to put in my tips, and I go, Yeah, but you lucky bastard got the Melbourne Storm anyway. Mm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, it's a big week. So basically, the top eight looks like it's set. But Canberra are still yeah mathematical chance. Yeah. Manly, I'm going to rule a line through. Manly and Dragons, you can rule a line through based on their four and against. Yep. Yep, yep. but still so they would need they, they would need to win three games by 50 points each, yep. both of them, yep. to have a shot mm. because their for and against is... I think the only team they can catch is the Roosters yep. who are plus 130, 121, yep. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and both of those two other two teams are negative. Manly are negative? Minus 21? Manly minus 28, Canberra 28. minus 31. Yeah. So. Um, so basically, Canberra would need to also win two games compared to the Roosters... One if so, if Roosters, Canberra would need to even if they you know won three games in a row, and Roosters lost one game, 
that, that that's, that's that's the only scenario they can get in. Roosters, yeah. if Roosters win two games, it's over. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Round twenty three kicks off on Thursday night at Aquil Stadium. Souths hosting Penrith. Uh, for Souths, Latrell's been named at fullback despite leaving the training paddock yesterday, as everyone would have read about. Uh, Campbell Graham returns from a fractured cheekbone, sustained in round sixteen. Jackson Paulo goes to the wing and Isaac Thompson drops to the reserves. After dropping out late last week, um, Lockie Elias is back in number seven, but Tom Burgess remains sidelined. David Saluka Fafita is back in the starting side and Hame Sello goes to the bench for Penrith. Dylan Edwards was late scratching last week, um, so but he returns this week and Charlie Staines goes to the bench and Robert Jennings to 18th man. Liam Martin's been cleared to play despite rolling his ankle, and uh, Taruva keeps his spot on the wing with Taylor May still another week away. Um, Souths held Parramatta to nil, and Penrith were held to nil. Um, I thought Souths were really good last week. I thought excellent. Dean Hawkins, excellent. Dean Hawkins was was so good in that number seven role uh, for someone that hadn't played there all season. I thought Cameron Murray has been. Absolutely exceptional the last month. He's been just wonderful, so good. wonderful so to watch. Good. And it, it is always nice, always nice to see your team uh, hold another team to nil. Because I think, especially, um, I only think I've seen it about five times in my life. Yeah. Um, and it, it is just a really satisfying feeling to, to see a game won on defence uh, yeah. and desperation and playing for each other, which is really the reward of holding a team to nil. And Latrell, Latrell has just been. Incredible the yeah. last four since whenever he returned, he's just been on another level. Um, but will he play this week? I think if this game was Saturday, there'd be a good chance he would play. Yeah. Apparently, he's 50 50. Um, my tip hinges on him playing. Okay. I think. Um, I just think that what he gives you is so important. Yeah. And um, despite Penrith being held in nil last week. And I'm, I'm actually surprised that Jamin Salmon kept the number six spot. I thought they would have given that to Kurt Falls this week. Um, Dylan Edwards is a really big part of what they do. Yeah. And it's so important. I thought Charlie Staines, as, you know, as touted as sometimes he has been, is nowhere near the fullback that Dylan Edwards is. Uh, so, yeah, my tip hinges on the trial play. If he plays, I'm going to tip South. Yeah. Um, two other great players in our team, I think, um, to, to Tola, ran 208 metres last week. One and of the most improved players this season. 100%. Really stood up as like a leader of the pack. And my other favourite is Colin Matungi, who is just proving himself to be a really incredible edge player. Yeah. Um, um, the story, and he's not in the team this week. I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, Isaac Thompson? Yeah, Isaac Thompson. Um, hadn't played football in five years before this year. Yeah, and then try scoring freak in New South Wales Cup. I think it was yeah. like twenty tries. Yeah, uh, from six took years. five years off, and then Hamasele, who's a really good mate of his, convinced him to play again. Yeah, uh, and on Alex Johnson, watch uh, <laughs> he uh, scored so, uh, forty minutes into the podcast, and there it is. Another another for those, couple for of those tries this taps. week, <laughs> uh, and he is absolutely just spectacular. Twenty-five and twenty. He is. Um, 
Just I don't, I, 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 he's like, moved to eight. I was 161 watching, tries. I was um, watching. I was watching the game with a few people, and I was like, "South's going left, and Parramatta still won't be able to stop it." Yeah, like you could see it yeah. from a mile away. South's going left, can't yeah. stop it. Yeah, I know. Um, Alex Johnson <coughs> needs um, five more tries this year, Mike, to equal the record he set last year for uh, most tries in a season for Souths, which was 30. Five more tries to make the top five all time. So let's see what happens. Um, he's climbing. He is climbing, and that is um, this week's Where is Alex Johnson up to segment. Um, okay, so Mike's tipping Souths if Latrell plays, and if not, Penrith. Um, okay, Friday night, Cowboys host the Warriors at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Probably be an emotional game for the Cowboys, their first home game since Paul Green's news. Um, Kyle Felt returns after missing two games with a hamstring injury, so the hammer reverts to the bench and Jamin um, Tanua Brown goes to 18th man. Jordan McLean has been promoted to the starting side and Cowan Hess goes to the bench. And for the Warriors, Stacey Jones is named the same 17 that beat the Bulldogs and Chanel Harris to beat us to the 18th man. A um, few cracks coming out of the Cowboys. Mm. But I think they get it done yeah. against the Warriors. Bounce back. Yeah. yeah. Um, Friday night, cracking game this one. Broncos host Storm. Third against... Uh, or is it fourth sixth. against... Sixth? Sixth. Yep. They're only two points apart on the ladder. Um, no changes for the Broncos side that beat Newcastle. Kobe Hetherington's been named to start despite suffering a head knock against the Knights. And Ryan James goes to the bench. Uh, for Melbourne, Jerome Hughes returns after missing round 22 with a shoulder injury. Felice Cafusi is still on personal leave after the passing of his father. Um, Tonin Maipea will start in the centre with Seve dropping out due to a hamstring injury. Uh, I would expect Cameron Motts to go back to fullback again and Mimi to go to six. Yep. Um, Munster's been awesome at fullback. And as, you know... I obviously, next year when he's at that club, Pappenhausen will be the fullback. But he just gets his hand on the ball more. Yeah. And when you have a player like Cameron Munster, who you have no, he doesn't know what he's going to do uh, when he gets his hands on the ball. It just makes it so much more entertaining. Um, they were really good on the weekend, and that defense that they showed, we haven't seen that this year. Um, I'm tipping Melbourne. Yep. Um, okay, Saturday afternoon, Parramatta hosts the Dogs at Combank Stadium. Um, and I was just trying to think, I can't remember the last time Parramatta played daytime football. And I did a quick look, and it was actually when they played the Bulldogs in round lost. 14 and got absolutely pumped. Uh, so, interesting game this one. So, Mitch Moses is back for Parra um, after breaking his finger in round 20. Jake Arthur goes to the reserves. Bailey Simonson is listed amongst the reserves as he needs a return from the hamstring injury that had sidelined him for three games. For the Dogs, a couple of big names in the extended squad with Englishman Luke Thompson and Tavita Pangai Jr. among the reserves. Thompson hasn't played since round 12, um, and Pangai missed the trip to New Zealand for personal reasons. Matt Burton is free to play after accepting a fine for a shoulder charge. I was very disappointed in the Dogs on the weekend. I thought they played poorly compared to how they've played the last month and a half, two months. Um... I think Parramatta bounced back in this one. Yeah. Uh, is, you know, we speak about the pressure on Parramatta and how they struggle yeah. under pressure. Yeah. Um, that was a pressure game last week against South Sydney and 
even you, you said would. it you said it yeah and still tip them yeah um, <laughs> um i don't remember doing my tips last week oh uh, yeah um <laughs> um yeah i i think paramount get this they they need this because they have the possibility of sliding further down the ladder and a Canberra Raiders team that has a easy schedule um, is coming for them. Yeah. Was coming for an eighth spot, maybe not just them. Yeah. Um, okay, Saturday at 5.30, Manly host Cronulla at Brookie. Um, Caller shifts to the wing to replace Saab with Harper returning in the centres. Jake is replaced at lock by Dylan Walker with Ethan Bullimore added to the bench. For Cronulla, Rudolph faces a month on the sideline with a torn medial. Hamlin Ueli comes into the starting side with Fafita joining the bench after missing round 22. Talakai remains sideline with a shoulder injury. Connor Tracy and Moylan are back on deck to bolster the back line. Braden Trindle, Matt Ikevalu and Jesse Coughlin are the three men to drop out of last week's 17. Manly with a really good record against Cronulla. But... Especially at Brookvale, but woeful woeful when they played earlier in the season so that was a game where I think Manly would, went down 30 nil, and it was the Talakai game where he absolutely towed up Morgan Harper um, and then Cronulla kind of took their foot off the brake but I think Manly has almost given up this season Jake being out for the rest of the season won't help and his importance in the middle is just, they. I don't know how they stop Cronulla without Jake leading them yeah, so it's thirty-two nil at halftime in that game. There you go, thirty-two nil. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So Cronulla for me. Okay. Saturday night, the Roosters host the Tigers in what your set your last game at the SCG, Mike. Um, big yep. men Lindsay Collins uh, and Takeaho remain sidelined, so the Roosters will roll out the same seventeen that played the Cowboys. Uh, Oliver Gildart uh, has been named amongst the reserves after scoring five tries for North Sydney in. New South Wales Cup last weekend and for the Tigers Ken Marlowe returns from a knee injury so Toa moves to the centres James Roberts drops out Safarth's been added to the bench Tyrone Peachy goes to the reserves uh, Uto Kamanu and Luke Brooks are not expected back until the following week at the earliest I have no confirmation of this I have no sourcing of this uh, but I think that I, 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 there is a very, I think there is a good possibility that we rest Tedesco and Marnie goes to fullback and Oliver Gildart comes in at centres. Yeah, I'm um, not be surprised. Yeah, um, just just to give Teddy a break, he normally gets the week after Origin off, but given how we were, how the the importance of the games that we were playing, I think we played the Dragons that week. Uh, he couldn't take the week off. Um, I could see him getting a rest this week against the Tigers, who are you know at the bottom of the ladder at the moment, and um, without him, I still think we can win. Could you see um, Kiri getting a rest too? No, I think and Kiri Kiri's had enough rest. Suwali playing a bit at um, fullback and Manu at six, mm. or stretching mm. too much. No, I, th- I think Kiri's Kiri had that five six week period yeah. off. I yeah. think there's a reason why. Um, Lindsay and Takiaho aren't back. They could have played this week. Yeah. I think just give them the extra week. Um, the, our Ford Lodge and Hargraves last week against a big Cowboys pack were dominant. Yeah. They, Matt, and I, I've said my piece about Matt Lodge, but he's been excellent since he came to the club. And Jared is, Jared, Jared is one of the best front rowers 
uh, the Roosters have ever had. He's awesome. He is the leader on our team and never has a bad game for us, despite their judiciary problems. <laughs> Roosters? Yeah. Sunday afternoon, Dragons host the Titans at Wynn Stadium. Um, Anthony Griffin has stuck with the same 17 that pushed Canberra all the way in round 22. Jaden Sullivan is listed among the reserves as he looks to return from shoulder injury. For the Titans, Tino is back after missing round 22 due to his partner giving birth to their second child. So Jared Wallace goes to the reserves list. Um, Aaron Clark remains um, on hooker replacement duties following Aaron Booth's season-ending injury. While Tanner Boyd and Brimson will continue to call the shots in the halves. Titans were impressive last year. They were. They and like, where has this been all year? Yeah. That's the question I've been like. And I had them. You know, last year they made the eight. Yeah. Um, they have a talented squad. They have the players to be a talented team, and these performances just have been lacking. I'm actually tipping the Titans this week to beat the Dragons. Well, if you go on last week's form, why not? Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, okay, Sunday afternoon is further proof that scheduling should not be done a season in advance. Nope. Because this was expected that this would be a big game to determine the top eight, and it's going to be nothing but... Who thought Knights, this would be a good game? Knights hosting the Raiders, those poor Newcastle fans, you know, the ones that actually go to the games. Um, I'm very sympathetic to them. Um, Bradman Best and Tuala have been stood down by the club for disciplinary reasons and will play New South Wales Cup this weekend. Edric Lee is back from a foot injury on the wing and Christian Mapa Palangi will make his NRL debut at centre. Clemmer, with a knee um, injury, should be back on deck. So Jacob Saifidi shifts to lock. Matt Croker to the bench and Suaso Sue to 18th man. Um, Joseph Tarpane is back in the front row, so Gula goes to the bench and Sutton drops to the reserves. Uh, we Nick Kotrick returns from a one-game suspension, which pushes Albert Hopawati to 18th man. The Green Machine also welcomed back Ricky Stewart um, on Wednesday after his one-week suspension. Michael Hopawati triggered something that we should mention. Uh, um, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. But we'll do it after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> one team, one team has everything to play for. One team has nothing to play for. I'm going to tip the team that has everything to play for in the Canberra Raiders. Um, just quickly, and we forgot to mention it, that Dragons game, the ending is hilarious. <laughs> Karmically, just it's beautiful. The football gods, it's just the football gods blessed us with that. Even though the decision by the referee was what was right. Uh, when you you know slow everything down and actually pick it apart, the decision was right. Unlike when the Dragons got two points up on the Raiders six weeks earlier or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, just uh, I'm tipping the Raiders. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that a little bit. Okay, so going through Michael's tips: um, Souths if Latrell plays, or Penrith if Latrell doesn't. Uh, Cowboys to beat the Warriors. Storm. Yep. In Brisbane. Yep. Uh, Parramatta against the Bulldogs. Yep. Cronulla at Brookvale. Roosters over the Tigers. Gold Coast to win in Wollongong. And Canberra to win in Newcastle. Um, my Roosters not losing another game for the season is looking... It's 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 heating up. It's getting. We had two tough games. Broncos-Cowboys. Still getting through it. Yep. But everything is building to that round 25 game. I know. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm actually scared thinking about it. Yeah. To be honest, I just there's always drama, uh, and especially <laughs> some, like if we play the following week too, it's going to be an absolute. Anyway, yeah. I can't. There's going to be ducks and drapes. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the great thing was I remember in 2019 we played in the final week and then we played in the in the first week of the finals. Yeah. And I'll never forget that in the promo to the final week they were playing the two theme songs of the two kids singing them. Yeah. And then I was like, I said to you, I was like, I'm really enjoying watching this. And then it was like, they're playing the following week, so they just repeat it. The yeah. Same. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Hopawati. Um, I did. did. Nothing to do with Hopawati. Nothing to do. A oh, little bit. Um, Corey Norman over yeah. in the UK. Is in strife um, for um, allegedly trying to do a Hopawati. Yeah. Um, he was playing for Toulouse. And um, yeah, look, he ended yeah. up um, <clears throat> just. Attempting to put putting his, his finger where the sun's going to shine. Yeah. 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 Funny. Funny. I, I laughed when I saw it. I think there'll be a crackdown on that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we leave it there? It's a Probably. big podcast. Probably. We're done. We're done. Probably. Yeah. I think we're done. Yeah. Well done. Uh, well done. Good to be back in person, by the way. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it, is it is very nice. Um, hopefully, we get to do this more. Uh, lead up to the finals. I'm excited. Hopefully both our teams, or your team should be there. My team, little touch and go. I'm confident though, a win against the Tigers almost assures us a top eight spot. The really interesting thing is going to be if um, Souths play the Roosters at two different grounds, depending on if it's sixth and seventh. Mm. And um, all these diehard Roosters fans who appear because it's September suddenly disappear because the game isn't at Moore Park. Yeah, I might be one of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will, if it's finals football, I will win. Um, but I, yeah, I am excited for that September 2nd showdown. I'm stressed. I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. How good is Rugby League, Emmanuel? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.